Good morning, and welcome to today's Sunday School lesson. The Apostle John wrote his gospel with one major purpose in mind. He selectively chose words and actions of Jesus that would inform and enlighten his readers concerning the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. In this week's lesson, John first focused on eternity past. He also related that Christ, who is God, became a man in order to redeem sinners. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal Father, our God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this hour to study your word. We ask that you open our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits so we can learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of today's lesson is, The Creating Word Becomes Flesh. It's taken from the printed text of John, First chapter, verses 1 through 14. The aim for change for today is that by the end of this lesson, we will explore the meaning of the word for the world, find true inspiration for life in Jesus, and live in relation with Creator God because of the light, grace, and truth that Jesus gives us, that Jesus gives. Keep in mind, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1, 3, King James Version. As a background for today's lesson, the author of the Gospel of John is the Apostle John, the brother of James and the son of Zebedee, and one of the twelve disciples. Along with his brother James and Peter, John was part of Jesus' inner, his inner circle of disciples. Who was with Jesus on the occasions such as the transfiguration and agony in the garden of Gethsemane. It is believed that John wrote his gospels between 85 and 90 AD. But what he wrote in this week's lesson took place about 26 AD. He begins his gospel with a prologue which contains the verses in our lesson today. His aim was to give his readers an overview of the themes that will present in narrative form in the remainder of the book. The story that John presents is simply about God's the Son, the glory of his character, the nature of his life, and his desire to share that life with his creatures. It's about God coming among us and the mixed response he received to offer of divine life. The prolude or prelude contained in verses 1 through 14 helps us to understand the significance of what takes place in the narrative and gives us clues as to what to expect. Our lesson continues and it comes from chapter 1. The first portion of today's lesson is subtitled, Jesus is the Word and Jesus is the Light. And it's taken from John 1, chapter 1 through 9, the King James Version. And it reads as follow. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse three, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7, the same came 
for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Some points of discussion in this first portion is that to begin his gospel, John went all the way back to the time of creation. And in the beginning, verses 1 and 2, see also Genesis 1 and 1, Jesus, the word, was already there. He was with God and was God. Through him, all things were made, verses 1 and 3. While John spent much of his gospel detailing the fullness of Jesus' Jesus's humanity, he began with an even more important fact. Jesus was and is fully God with authority over all things. And while John's uses of the word or logos describe Jesus was unique to the gospels, it was a term his readers would have easily recognized. The, the Greek translation of the Jewish scriptures, which existed in Jesus' time, used logos to re represent the divine word. John spoke of Jesus' character and purpose. In him was life, that life was light of all mankind, which is verse 4. As one both present and intimately involved with creation, Jesus is the source of both physical and spiritual life. And this light or life is eternal and all encompassing. It shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, as John 1 and 5. It is also interesting to note that the King James, among other narratives, overcome as comprehended. Jesus' ways are higher than man's ways, Isaiah 55, 9, let alone Satan's. Those who do not know Jesus and remain in darkness cannot understand those ways because they are discerned only through the Spirit. That's in 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. Verse 6 then introduced another man that God sent, Jesus' earthly cousin, John the Baptist. It is likely that he introduced the apostle John to Jesus. John the Baptist came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe, verse 7. And yet, as a great figure as John the Baptist was, he was not the light, but rather he was just a witness to the light, in verse 8. As he would later say about himself, he, which is Jesus, must become greater, and I must become less, and that's in John 3 and 30. John the Baptist would have his own ministry of repentance and baptism, but even more important was his witness to the fact that Jesus, the true light that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Verse 9. The second portion of today's scripture comes from verses 10 through 14, and it's subtitled, Jesus Reveals God's Character, and it reads as follows. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the flesh, of the, nor of the will of the flesh, 
nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The point of discussion in this portion of the lesson is that continuing his introduction, John presented a 30,000 foot view of Jesus' earthly ministry. Even though he had come to earth and in fact made the world, the world did not recognize him is in verse 10. The darkness of verse five had so blinded the world that even when Jesus came to earth, he still was not recognized as the promised Messiah, let alone as God. Even by those who had been given the fullness of God's word, i.e. the Old Testament up to that time. Thus, John remarkably, John remarked sadly, he became to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him in verse 11. Yet there was, even in John's time, a small but rapidly growing remnant who did recognize and receive Jesus and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God in verse 12. John then clarified what constituted a child of God. He or she was born not of natural descent nor human decision or a husband's will, but born of God, verse 13. Salvation came from God, not from human effort. It required a belief that only God himself could produce. Later in his gospel, John would, deta would detail a conversation where Jesus further explained what it meant to be born of God or born again, which is John 3, verses 1 through 21. John then summarized Jesus' earthly ministry from the perspective of who did, like John, receive him. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, verse 14. This was critical. This was a critical statement at the time in the history of the earthly church, as there were already those who insisted that Jesus had only appeared to have come in the flesh. As one who walked alongside Jesus for roughly three years, communed with him after the resurrection, and would once more encounter him as a risen king, as described in the book of Revelation, John was intimately qualified to proclaim, we have seen the glory, the glory of the, the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth in John 1 and 14. And in conclusion, in this week's lesson, the apostle John gave us a highly developed introduction to the word Jesus Christ. The son became flesh so that he could bring us the gift of eternal life. God wants us to leave all the whys, the winds, and the words up to him. He wants us to depend on him and obey him. A good rule for going through life is to remain emotionally sensitive to God. Let's remember that he has revealed himself to us through the word, Jesus Christ. This concludes today's lesson. Thank you for your attention. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your word today. We thank you for your lesson. We thank you, Father, for the word becoming flesh. Father, we will yield to you, your son, and we will follow and guide his word. Father, we ask that you be with us all 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.